0: Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. I pray is that you enjoy the word for today. Better covenant. with This, this new covenant, this new covenant of faith is better. Well, Brother Henry, how is it better? We have all the good lessons and the abundance of what the Old Testament have, had and has plus all the new relationship the new emphasis of what god wants us to have and to do in the new covenant and it's a better co- covenant the scripture says because it's based on better promises now we we were true ch- we were servants excuse me in the old testament now we should be servants yes But we are children. We're sons and daughters. We're heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ now. He paid the price so that we could have life and life more abundantly. Jesus established. He ended the old old covenant, the Old Testament, and he began the new with his life. He gave his life so that you and I could have a new life, a better life. Hey, John 10.10 said the thief, the devil, came to kill, to steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come so that you and I may have life in life more abundantly. God wants us to have an abundant life, a, a better life, because we live in a better covenant. And that means, and we have to understand that, that Jesus paid the price. What do you mean Jesus paid the price? He paid the penalty. We were guilty. (laughs) Amen. We were guilty. We committed, Adam committed high treason and sold out mankind to the devil. And the devil became the God, little g, of this world system. He's over this system now because Adam sold out, committed high treason, gave him control of this system for the time. For the time. But thank God. We have been redeemed from that curse. Jesus went to the cross, and when he went to the cross, yes, he he took stripes, and by his stripes we were healed, but he shed his blood, and he redeemed that which was lost. He paid the ultimate price, the ultimate sacrifice of giving his life so that you and I could have life and life more abundantly. That's what makes us live in a better covenant. And we highlighted this particular part. That's a better covenant of faith. What we can call those things to be not as though they were. So we can live and move and have our being in him. But we highlighted this message. We said it like this. Under the old covenant, the blood of innocent animals covered sin. And it was just a covering. But in the new and better covenant, the New Testament, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. We're cleansed by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus, and the word of our testimony. We should be saying what Jesus did. We should be saying that Jesus paid the price so that not only we could have life, but life more abundantly. A better life, a covenant life. Covenant means we've got all the good things that from God and all the stuff that we had, the unrighteousness that we' we turned it over to him all uh, and and we have the very best from God because that's all God has is the best, and so he made us the righteousness of his self, the righteousness of Christ. we're heirs and joint heirs. that means we have an inheritance. Well, let's kind of talk about it a little bit in scripture. How did God explain or how did he talk about this better covenant? Well, he said in Psalms, and this is an old covenant, but you know, and again, it relates to what, what that old uh, covenant was, but it, it, it's referencing and we're going to be talking about what the new Testament, a new covenant said, but in Psalms 32 verse one and two, Psalms 32 verse one and two, it says this, Blessed is he whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Remember, Old Covenant, sins were covered, covered. Verse 2 said, Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputed not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. You see, under the Old Covenant, the blood of those innocent animals covered the sin. Sin was still there. It was just covered. I mean, hadn't been paid for yet. God, but in that, in that price, in that covering, blessing was still there in the old covenant. God did not impute iniquity to his people or upon his people, even though they had sinned. Again, we had done wrong, man had done wrong, but God covered it and he did not, uh, Give that punishment, he covered the sin, he forgave it, and what he did give us or impute to us, he gave us or made us the righteousness of himself in his sight, how he saw in us or the believers at that time they were righteousness, it was just covered though it was it was it was a better covenant. Than not being in covenant because you have relationship. Covenant is relationship, and that's important. And we even see in Exodus twelve an example or something that's so important. Is that Exodus twelve verse thirteen? It says this, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you were. Example, when you remember uh, the Passover. Uh, Again, that blood that covered the lintel and the sides of the doorposts with blood. Again, it said, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, notice this, when I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. When he smite the land of Egypt. Or that death angel, the enemy, because of sin, they they there were sma- But when he saw the blood, he passed over them then, and now he's not just on us, but he's in us. The new covenant relationship. If God did that for for his children under the law or the servants, how much more would he do for us? his sons amen i i love you but christopher's my son and not only do i love him but everything that i have he has an inheritance from me amen now you're receiving the blessings of what i'm giving you through the word and, and thank god for that and i'll do whatever i can to be a blessing but christopher is entitled because he's my son when we become sons of God, we be, we have that entitlement to be an heir according to his promises. Under grace, we have a better covenant established upon better promises. The blood of Jesus Christ not only covers our sins, it cleanses us of our sins. We're washed in the blood of Jesus. We're cleansed by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. We ought to be telling everybody we're cleansed by the blood, that that Jesus paid the price so that we could have life and life more abundantly. We see in the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 5, Revelation 1, verse 5, it says this, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. We've been washed in the blood or with the blood of Jesus. We've been cleansed. You know, when we read this scripture, my father in the ministry, Dr. Kenneth Hagen said this, he said, when I saw that, When I had been born again, all my sins were remitted and my past life ceased. He became a brand new creature in Christ. And so do you and I. Our sins were remitted. He said, I saw that I had become a new creature in Christ and I knew that I didn't make that that Christ didn't make any unrighteous creature. What do you mean by remitted pastor? Remit. What that word "remit" means? Well, remit means to cancel or refrain from exacting or inflicting a debt of punishment. In other words, Jesus paid the price. Actually, uh, for us theologically, the term "remit" means pardon. Doesn't mean that we weren't guilty. See, when someone is pardoned from a crime, they actually did the crime. <laughs> Amen. They're guilty. They should pay the the price or the penalty for whatever it is. But Jesus, pardon us, he paid the price for us. So therefore, you and I don't have to. Our sins have been remitted. They've been canceled. Debt's canceled, glory to God. Debt of sin canceled. Sickness and disease, that's a part of that. All that's been canceled. Well, Pastor, I'm still under attack. You may be under attack, but you don't have to submit to it. What do you do? Anything from the devil, the Bible says, resist it and it must flee. First of all, we got to submit ourselves unto God. We're cleansed by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Then we submit to his word and what he tells us to do. But then we resist the enemy and all his devices because our sins have been remitted. The debt has been canceled. The punishment has been paid. We've been pardoned. A free pardon from God. Amen. Immediately, the devil will come to you right away. And he said, well, that may be true, boy. But what about what you've done since you got saved? What about that? That acting the way you did the other day, that wasn't righteous, so you aren't righteous. But thank God Jesus gave us the word. And the fact that all sin has been paid for, but you know what? So that relationship can't be broken. But you know what? Fellowship can. You can get out of fellowship. But God gave us a way back, even when fellowship. And, And, you know, What does that mean? My relationship with him doesn't change when I sin, even after I'm born again. But I need to clarify that relationship. I'm washed in the blood of the lamb, but he gave me the word to to use. And 1 John 1, 9 wasn't given to sinners. It was given for believers, to believers. 1 John 1, 9 says this. If we confess our sins, he, God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That sense of righteousness that you lose when you know sin is in your life, your your relationship didn't change. You're just as saved as you were. You're going to heaven. Amen. Well Pastor, I've sinned if I've seen, i sin, sinned you know, not if you confess Christ your personal savior. You He paid the price. You've been pardoned for past, present, and future sins. But when sin comes in, it interferes with your relationship, and your fellowship's broken, and that sense of righteousness is there. So on this earth right now, you can lose your spiritual hearing and fellowship with God, and you don't need to do that. You need to get that back. You need to have that. You need to know that God paid the price and that you have life and life more abundantly. That's what he gave us, 1 John 1, 9. That's for you and I to, to use and to have. We see also, if we come to a good unhooking spot here, this is some good news. This is good news for every believer to know. But in James 5, verse 16, James 5, verse 16, we see where we've been cleansed from unrighteousness and we are righteous. He said, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed in every way. The factual, fervent prayer of a righteous man of much. Pastor, does that mean I go tell everybody everything that I've done wrong? No, you better not. You'll be in a world of trouble. <laughs> but when he's talking about confess your faults one to another, he's talking about, folks, that when you have someone that you have a confidence in, a trust, a faithful, mature brother, sister in the Lord that you can go to and talk about what things that you've done, you should have a father, or a mother in the ministry that that uh, uh, is trustworthy. You don't tell everybody everything that you've done or thought. No, no. You need to know, you tell God about that. Amen. But you ought to have someone that you can talk to and that can hold a confidence. And you need to be led by God who that is. Amen. And that's not everybody. But he said, the effectual fervent prayer, again, this is James 5, 16. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Pastor, I don't feel righteous. I don't feel righteous all the time either. But thank God I am righteous because he made me the righteousness of himself. I'm an heir and joint heir with Jesus Christ. So I need to know that he made me uh, like him. Amen. He did. Pastor, you said you like Jesus. Jesus said I was. He said greater works. He said the works that he did out doing greater works. Glory to God. Are you believing that? You got to believe it. You know, that's not bragging on you. That's bragging on what God did for you. That means we can stand in God's presence without any sense of guilt, condemnation, or inferiority. That means the prayer problem is over with. You can go to the throne room boldly because you're cleansed by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony is that you hate. Even when you missed it, just be quick to repent and quick to forgive and know that God has, has, has taken care of the situation. And then finally, as we come to a conclusion, 2 Corinthians 5.21, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this, for he hath made him, To be sin for us. He became sin. He didn't commit sin. He was made to be sin. For us. Who knew no sin. That He knew no sin. He never committed sin. That we might be made. The righteousness of God. In him. So in Christ. I can do all things. Through him. In him. I can live and move and have my being. In him. I have the empowerment. The graces and the mercy of God. So. This better covenant that's based on better promises is ours. And I can walk by faith. I can live by faith. I can live and move and have my being in him and know that my faith walk is more than just faith talk, although it is faith talk too, but I have corresponding actions and I can receive the blessings of God. How do I get there? By making him the Lord of my life. Let's pray right now. Father God, right now, I confess with my mouth and I stand in agreement with those that are doing that same thing right now. We're saying with our mouth, believing with our heart that Jesus, you died for us. We make you our savior and we make you our Lord. We thank you that we're forgiven of our sins and we're cleansed of all unrighteousness. We are saved. Say it like this. I am saved. Amen. Amen.